podcast. My name is Eric and this is Randy. Hello. Welcome to this amazing tech podcast. We got some cool topics today. Blizzard pushing back some of their games, getting delayed, maybe to 2023. We want to talk about Intel Alder Lake CPUs on, you know, there's some benchmarks and stuff out. And we also want to talk about the M1 uh, MacBook Pros, the M1 Max MacBook Pro that I have in front of me. So first thing, dude, let's let's get the low-hanging fruit out of the way, Randy. Yeah. You, you yeah, were just yeah. telling me. I think me about we can talk. Yeah. So 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 let's save the best for last. This saving time. the best for last, dude. Let's yeah, talk boy. about Blizzard. So Blizzard's been kind of having a lot of uh controversy lately. Uh, would you agree? I would. Yeah. Uh uh to me it seems like there's a lot of uh there's a lot of dissension amongst the ranks for obvious reasons. You know, I'm pretty sure a lot of our listeners probably already know what's going on with the uh, over there at Blizzard Entertainment. But uh, just the other day, they came out with some breaking news that Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2 may get delayed. Uh, well, they are delayed, but they may be 2023 games. So, like, we don't even know if they will be 2023 or 2024. Uh, uh, it's not looking good. Uh, there's been a few speculations that uh, Diablo 4 is a definite, but Overwatch 2 may end up on the chopping block. I know that Overwatch in general uh, has had some pretty glaring issues and bugs with it lately, and uh, the community who, who plays Overwatch still, because I still subscribe to Overwatch on, on Reddit, uh, they're just they're just begging for a patch to fix what's broken, and like they haven't gotten a patch in like years. Dang. Not years, obviously, but like a, a long a time. A long time. That's nutty, dude. So, yeah, you sent me an article here. I'll just pull it up. This is from Polygon. They basically were saying, you know, maybe delayed till 2023. And I know personally, I'm kind of sad because that Diablo 2 trailer was kind of hype. Like, it looked really cool. Four? Diablo or, 4, sorry, yeah. Pfft, Diablo 4. Yeah, Diablo 4 looked really cool. And uh, I really want it. I liked Diablo 3, uh, especially after a bunch of patches and then the uh, DLC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like the expansion. No, I, so. I, I, I love Diablo 3. Um, I, think, uh, I think where I'm at is uh, I, I may be in the minority. Like, I get that people didn't like Diablo Immortal because it's a mobile game and people wanted a new Diablo PC game. Right. But I think like a mobile, like a, like a triple a blizzard backed mobile Diablo would be really cool on the phones, the tablets, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, so, so I was kind of looking forward to it, but also, you know, wanting that desktop experience. But if you think back to like when like red shirt guy or whatever it was, no, not the guy who said like, this is, is, is this an out of season April full yeah, show? I remember him. So, well. uh, that was, uh, that was a while ago, right, man? Like, like, it was a while. Yeah, I like mean, it seems it, it's it, it's really concerning to me how long it's even taking them to release this mobile game. So what does that mean for games like Overwatch Two and Diablo Four? I don't know. I I haven't kept track of the mobile game because you know it's not really my uh, market. But um, I mean, it looked like it was going to be neat, you know. So um, I'm not. I I don't think most people were against the fact that they were making it. I think people just want them to work on PC titles, right? Right, right. Um, so it's like if this is taking the place of my beloved PC Diablo, I'm angry now, you know. So right, right. And, that was and, the whole and thing obviously, is it? You know, yeah. Yeah, no, it's not right. Like Diablo Four is looking like it's going to be cool, but we'll see. We'll see. Who knows? Who knows? When it, it might be out, bad, dude. You know? Like Blizzard's been kind of fucking up, dude. <laughs> you know what kind of bothers me about this, and this is probably going to affect you as well. Yeah. If you already have a cut down dev team. 
I feel like your chances of develop of, of developing a client for x86 and arm uh, also diminish right so like you yeah. know we've already seen with I think Warcraft 3 reforged and overwatch that we just didn't get a Mac OS client at all however we did get world of Warcraft to be one of the first native m1 games right uh, I think it really comes down to uh, um, what the install base is, right? So, like, the more people that play WoW on M1, they're probably tracking those numbers and saying, yeah. "Was this juice worth the squeeze?" And I'm kind of hoping that they 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 think it is. You know, I like, hope so because uh, I, I mean, like, it's kind of clear. Mac. It's it's kind of clear right now that unless you need a Windows laptop for a specific task, gaming, uh, it's yeah, it's really hard <laughs> to not just buy a MacBook, right? But especially guess, in the laptop department, yeah, right, right. I I guess to say on task, you know. Uh, I really hope that this delaying of games doesn't diminish our our uh, our, our 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 chances of getting a native ARM client. For I hope so. Games. I know Diablo three had uh, support at least not in the ARM department, but they had a Mac client uh, at one point. They I don't did. Know if they still do. They still do. They okay. still do. And yeah. then I know that that was a big disappointment with me with Diablo 2 Remaster was they didn't have a Mac client, and I yeah. was uh, upset about that. But, you know, it's not stopping people. When it comes to gaming on a Mac, people are still finding ways to do it. A lot of people are either using um, Crossover, which is like a, a kind of... In parallels, yeah. In parallels, uh, installing Windows 10 or 11 ARM versions, and, and they're able to play games. Like, I've seen people play Overwatch... And the experience has been improved versus, like, the 13-inch uh, M1. Uh, you know, if you have an M1 Pro or M1 Max machine, it is much improved, but it's still kind of stuttery. You get, like, micro stutters and, and, On what? and glitches with parallels and gaming. Like yeah, Overwatch and then, like, you also have to realize, uh, then, that, that you're running in a VM. Yes. You're converting uh, uh, Windows BSD to Mac OS. And then you're converting Mac OS to ARM with Rosetta 2. So, like, there's a lot of software layers that yeah. is just sapping well, your performance. See, you got so. that wrong a little bit. So, yeah, so the, the weird thing about it is it's not using Rosetta 2. That's the negative. It's using the ARM version of Windows. And then it's using the oh. same translation that, like, the Surface... Uh, what is it? The Surface Pro X or whatever the hell it's called. Mm -hmm. The same translation layer that that uses, which is way shittier than... What Rosetta so, 2 is. So, does Parallels use that too? Parallels doesn't need to, right? Because Why? it's running the ARM version of Windows. Yeah, 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 but I'm asking like, oh, oh. You're using oh, the I, ARM okay. version of Windows. Okay. The, in, the What's happening is Windows is doing the, Ar, uh, doing the x86 to ARM translation using its like crappier oh. translation. It's actually not well, even a that's... translation. It's a emulator, basically. Well, that's uh, worse than expected. Which is way worse. This that's is worse why than expected. if they used Rosetta two in some fashion, then you would see probably a pretty decent performance. But it doesn't. Uh, right. From what I, this is how I understand it. It's using the same translation or emulation that the like the Windows ARM products are using, which is bad. Oh well, that's even worse than I expected. Yeah, but people are still getting decent performance regardless. It's just not good. You know, the best thing could to be do better. That could be is, better. yeah, people using, if you use crossover or whatever it's called, which is like kind of using like the wine translation. Yeah. That will use Rosetta as far as I know. And then it, it's much better. Uh, people are playing like uh, GTA five and stuff like that successfully 
using stuff like that. And uh, it's pretty cool, but still kind of jank. You know, it's like, it's kind of funny. You can game on a Mac and you can play Windows games if you brute force it, you know, with uh, mixed results. So Sure, sure. Well, that's interesting, man. That's a good, that's a good, uh, yeah. that's a good learning experience for me. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's good to know, but it's also making it worse, right? Well, so. it's rough. It's like if you want a game on a Mac, on a Mac computer, you absolutely can. Like, I I want to, right? Like, I have this amazing machine, and 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 we're kind of like skipping ahead a little bit because I want to talk about this when we talk about the I know, Mac man. discussion. I know. We're but almost there. We're almost there. We we'll, have one we'll topic in between. Um, but like, it it's gonna if, if let's just summarize though, real quick though, it will be good. It's just uh, sometimes it's amazing. Let's just say that, uh, and and we'll get more into that in a minute. But uh, if we're done talking about Blizzard, let's talk about Intel. Yeah, let's do it. So today, I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of uh, uh, first uh, hearing this info for the first time. Uh, right, had a pretty busy day at work, so so yeah, fill us in. Yeah, so check me. this out. So today, at some point, uh, actually, Linus accidentally leaked uh, the his video. Uh, early so linus tech tips linus media group they accidentally leaked their video early then took it down but it was too late the internet had it and posted all these screenshots of all their benchmarks everything like that they eventually did publish their video today uh which i watched and i i also looked at some other uh uh, media outlets and i think the consensus is this is actually really great like uh intel's done a great job and they actually have a competing product now amd Ryzen chips aren't the king anymore. Intel's actually leapfrogged them. So we have wow. a couple products from them. Their new i9, i7, and i5. They're all using the 10 nanometer process. They call it the Intel 7 process. The exciting Intel thing 7? about it. Yeah, Intel 7 is what they're calling it. Why not Intel 10? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It used to be before they rebranded Intel 7. So it's probably... Uh, it's probably some sort of marketing thing for them to try and um, trick people to be like, oh, we're 7 nanometer, but it's really a 10 nanometer process. Um, and the, the, the trick is they're, they're basically um, trying to improve thermals and stuff, uh, but also allow these chips to boost. Uh, they're, they're basically... Um, what kind of base and boost clock speeds are we talking about here? So I don't know the clocks in front of me, but let me tell you what's interesting is they're doing like a kind of a big little thing where you have performance cores and efficiency cores, which is... I feel like some other company did that and it worked out really well for them. Yeah, I wonder who that Uh, is. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so just like Apple, they're going the performance and efficiency core route. Their i9, which is the 12900K, has eight performance cores eight efficiency cores up to 24 threads okay so weird up to 24 threads so yeah that so it has 16, 24, 24 threads yeah. so so that means only the performance cores can do hyper threading right is that the math on it yeah, yeah I guess because so. 16 plus 8 would be 24 yeah good so. point interesting yeah so the, you did the math you did the math yeah, so i brained it i brained it yeah. out dude so the i9 has eight and eight the i7 has eight and four <laughs> and then the i5 has six and four so it's a pretty interesting uh, setup, and what here's what I'm seeing out of it. So uh, let me ask you a question. Yeah, and, go ahead. And, and you may not know the answer to this, but I'm kind of curious. Can you use all 24 threads on a single process? 
Yes, I think so. So there's so, been so some... like if you run R23, would you get 24 boxes or would you only use the high efficiency? And get I six? think you would use all 24 boxes. Okay. Yeah. The real question is whether or not the Windows scheduler is smart enough to allocate the cores correctly. And I think the case is it, it is, um, but I haven't done enough research on it. But that's the real question, right? Like that's been the the negative with uh, on Windows 10. Like if you were to boost individual cores, the machine doesn't necessarily know to use those cores for what you want it to use those for. Maybe specifically a game, like you 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 might have boosted like two of your however many cores to like the highest, you know, whatever. Right. Um, that way you're not like completely overheating, you know, uh, your shit. <laughs> <laughs> but um like here's what here's what we're seeing about these new chips they're beating uh the 5950x like specifically the i9 and sometimes the i5 they're beating the 5950x even in multi core which is interesting like you kind of expected them to beat the single core right like they've historically uh, been able to eke it out on gaming and single core performance uh, but even in multi core go ahead uh Ever since I've built my my machine, I kind of regret just not going Intel. Yeah, uh, I know what you mean, dude. It's it's it's. Kind I of feel a like there's just thing. like a, a culmination of like little things that I don't like. Yeah. About AMD and like I don't know if it's Windows, uh, or if it's how Zen does things, but yeah. like, uh, the, I feel I feel like the process scheduler is just worse. Like, um, well, we do know that Windows 11 and Ryzen don't mix as well as they should right now. Right. We have right, like a like, performance issue right now. And I don't know if they fixed it yet. I, I just feel like the process scheduler is, is infinitely worse mm. on, on, on AMD. And, you know, I kind of also just miss overclocking a little bit. Mm. Kind of. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing. Like with my chip, I, I don't overclock anymore. I kind of just tell it to auto boost, you know? Uh, and it does better than I could, which is interesting. Um, but let me tell you about these new chips and overclocking. I don't think you can get much out of them without ridiculous cooling. These things are hot. Super really? hot. Really? Yes. And uh, they're ridiculously hot. I, uh, you know Dave 2D, right? He, uh, mm-hmm. he put up a video where he slapped uh, like the 12900K. So is the embargo over now? I guess so because everyone posted their videos. So yeah. Okay. Um, Dave 2D posted a video where he talked about slapping it in his like really cool tiny teal machine and Mm. the cooler he had in there was not enough to cool uh the um his the chip that he had in there i don't know if it was the i9 or what but he ended up having to put like a uh what what's the corsair like kind of top of the line water cool boy like the you know what i'm talking about the the all-in-one Oh, well, it's an all-in-one. This is yeah, it's H- like the two... H- H1, 10i, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it's like H- one of those. Yeah. He shoved it in there just to get it to where he could actually cool the CPU. And uh, I thought it, I thought he had an interesting take also. He was like, pre-built machines, it's very unlikely that they're going to cool sufficiently. Like, he, he had an Alienware machine he showed that used, like, a all-in-one, all-in-one cooler, but it was, like, one of those 120-millimeter ones that are basically dumb as hell. And he said that there's no way, like, that would have just throttled, you know? Yeah. It can, you can't cool. Yeah. Like, this thing runs super hot. Um, and it kind of allows itself to boost, like, well into 90C, you know? Um, what, what's the... 
I don't know if you've watched enough on it, but like, what's the TJ Maxx and what's the highest boost class? I'll say know? this. I, I'm not sure, but he, uh, Linus said that it boosted like 230 watts. Um, uh, That's when, a toasty boy. Yeah, he said it was boosted like 230 watts, approaching like 250. So it was nutty. But like, so maybe, maybe with like some really beast cooling, um, there's some headroom there, but it is hot. Uh, so even though, so to me, I think it's an interesting processor. My takeaway is it's going to be a beast on the desktop side, albeit hot. So you need to have good cooling. I mm -hmm. think that, I think that there's no way they're going to put these chips, even if they cut them down into laptops and be able to beat AMD. Like AMD, I think are winning in performance per watt. And that's just going to make them win the laptop game. Like you slap these in laptops, they're going to be good performers, but they're going to be loud and hot. Like I mean, like this architecture in, in in particular. I don't know. I could be wrong, but like it's it's barely keeping up on the desktop. Like it's hot. I think that my barometer is off, uh, but yeah. I I have two AMD surfaces at work. Okay. Uh, uh, Surface laptops, and I'm not that impressed with the the, the battery life. But again, yeah. my barometer is. Yeah, well, it's Dude. because we've used uh, far superior products in that category, right? Um, but that's the thing, though. I don't feel like Intel's really doing any innovation in that department, like specifically. I don't think that it's mm -hmm. impressive. Um, but yeah, I like how at least in the performance department, you are competitive. You're beating the 5950X in, in single core yeah. and multi core. Yeah. That's good. I don't know about prices. I didn't look. I'm just looking at pure, pure performance. Another thing people are speculating is some of this could be because of DDR5. You know, these boards are being benched uh, often with DDR5, which is giving its own performance gains, right? So, uh, yeah, you yeah. Know, I think That's that you're point. you're getting That's rid of different point. bottlenecks. You're you're improving, you know, latency and performance across the board. I think that's good. I think that. Um, you know, that's, that's great. So I don't know if this is going to be a paper launch scenario where we will never see these chips out in the wild. That's a really good, you know, like because of silicon shortage, are people going to even be able to get these things when they come out? I don't know. So, uh, you know, <laughs> I just thought it was interesting though. So take a look at it tomorrow or something and, uh, yeah, it will. And, it will. and give me some, uh, give me your hot takes on it. But my hot take is they're hot. <laughs> <laughs> hot boys hot boys good performers hot boys i mean i mean i'm just thinking right now if i were to drop one in my current computer and this is assuming no overclocking right this is just assuming you're what would say 230 or 250 watts yeah uh that's basically like a like a 1080 ti yeah essentially um my graphics card pulls 525 sometimes 530 watts mm -hmm. so if I put like a 230 watt TDP processor in there, like that's going to be some hot water, dude. I'll be like cooking <laughs> soup over there. I know. I was like, dang, dude, maybe I have a chip that's actually worthy of my insane water cooling yeah. setup over here. You know, Yeah. <laughs> I don't need it, though. The 5950X is kind of like processors for me aren't a yearly purchase. Like GPUs, maybe processors, not even close. So, yeah, I. I'm kind of having some issues, though, obviously. Uh, if you're disappointed with your CPU, what do you got right now? A 3900 XT. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I'm not disappointed with it in gaming. Uh, I'm not, right? Like, it's it, it's fine for gaming. The problem is, right. is I, I do a lot of other stuff now, right? Like, I... 
Work, yeah, work, uh, yeah. like actually, like, um, what do you call it when it's not gaming? Productivity. Productivity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, to give you an example, like, yeah. the reason I I, I have a thirty nine hundred X is or a thirty nine hundred XT is because I wanted an X five seventy motherboard that would support the Zen three processors. Yeah. Uh, but my thirty nine hundred XT is fine, yeah. so I never saw a reason to get a Zen three. But now it's kind of like, I don't know. And, and, and like it's to the point where it's like, do I even do it? Yeah. I don't know, man. You, like, know I mean? you like, probably do I don't, even... dude. Let's be real. Because, um, you know, most of, most of our tasks now are GPU accelerated to a degree. Um, so you're not always hitting, like especially your productivity tasks. Like if you're doing video, video rendering and stuff, that's typically GPU accelerated. Um, I I could tell you right now that every task I do, productivity wise, crushes my processor, and damn. that's where the scheduler came down. Right, like if I import photos into Lightroom, like if I take <sighs> good point seven hundred photos, which is not really uh, that hard to do, if you're shooting at twelve, twenty, and 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 in your case thirty fps, yeah, and you're shooting an event like seven hundred photos at forty five or fifty megapixels. Yeah, it's a large chunk of data. So like if I import them into Capture One. Uh, or Lightroom, and it generates and, and, and it imports 745 megapixel photos, and then it creates smart previews for all of those photos. My computer is literally out of commission for 40 minutes. Yeah. And that's and that's all cores paid at 100%. And then this is where, like, the scheduler comes in, because I literally, like, like I'll go robotic if I'm on Discord or TeamSpeak. I can't do that. I can't even talk on TeamSpeak anymore while, 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 while that's importing. Yeah, that's you know, ridiculous. So, You're right. Uh, I mean, so maybe if anyone is in the market for a new chip, it could be you. But there goes a new motherboard. Now you need DDR5 because... Yeah, and but like, as we get into the next topic, yes. you know, I'm kind of thinking of splitting my life maybe and just keeping my desktop for gaming and then that's using it. the MacBook for productivity. Because uh, yep. I really like the idea of like a mobile workstation, but in the past there was always a massive performance hit with that, right? Like there was always a massive performance hit. I feel like this is a pretty good segue. Anyway, We're gonna move into if, it if, if you're done with the topic. I'm done. Uh, uh, then, then, then yeah, we'll just use this as a segue because it kind of ties into like desktop processors and what we're going into. Right. But I feel like now with the laptop you have, like the gap has been closed. Yeah. Uh, it's true. And, and let me get into that. So for the viewers that don't know, cause you know, obviously Randy and I are talking all day, every day. This is the, yeah. uh, M one me hold it up properly. Uh, I can't is, even see you, dude. This is weird. Um, uh, Oh shoot. <laughs> I'm sorry. We went to do the zoom call so you could see it yeah, here. Dude, I'll send fine. you the invite while we're doing it, but, uh, uh no, no, let's <laughs> not do that because is your processor uh, oh, going to die. No, but then there's a good possibility that my cam link will be like, he wants to use it on Zoom, and then we're going to lose the oh, OBS thing. Jesus you know what Christ. I'm saying? Okay, so. yeah. So here's what I'll do, dude. I'm sorry. I didn't notice. We should have started that. But check this out. This is the uh, for the viewers that can see it. This is the 14-inch uh, boy. This is the new M1 Max MacBook Pro in the 14-inch size. You can see the embossed text on the, uh, on the back that says, uh, if it would focus, MacBook Pro. Look how nice that is. And uh, I've been using this for, I don't know, not even a week now, you know? And, uh, but I've, I've had a lot of fun with it. Um, I have a lot to say about it. And we're going to be doing, a re I'm going to actually do a video review on it, which I have the script up that I'm writing on the thing as well. So 
Uh, I figured Randy had a lot of questions for me. We haven't really talked much about before uh, we move forward. I I just want to add that uh, we are adding like review review videos to the to to the channel. Yes, uh, I think your first one will be the MacBook. Yep, and That's my the first one will be a about a month long review with the 13 Pro coming from what myself and you and many people consider to be the best Android phone app. So uh, yeah, that will be my video. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Well, um, it, it'll be good. It'll be good to have reviews and other videos on the channel. But uh, I've been spending a lot of time trying to figure out how I feel about this machine because depending on who you are, it may or may not be for you. I know it's for me, okay? I know it's for me as somebody. Because <laughs> I love this thing so much. Um, what do you want to know, dude? Because right, I could so... talk about it or you could ask me questions. What do you want to do? Let me ask questions, okay? Because, okay. because, because I feel like, I feel like I've watched a lot of content on this, like a real lot. I'm sure you have too, and like have. there, there have been questions that have come up, but I haven't had answers to yet. So yes. I can either ask you some basic questions, or I can take uh, an approach that uh, would maybe assume that our viewers have seen other people's content and kind of want some uh, want more deeper dives. I think that's the right play. Uh, I know okay. that's how we're gonna do it with our reviews, right? Like. Right. You know, if you haven't seen anything, if you're a listener right now and you haven't seen anything about this laptop, I'm surprised because you know I doubt that you'll will be your first time hearing about it. But uh, you know, for those of you that are interested, go ahead. If you want the general summary of like what this machine is, go watch The Verge or something. You know, like watch somebody else's review. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But like, we're gonna give you our hot takes on it uh, that are kind of that are important to us. Okay. We want to be we want to be different than the other people because that's really what's going to make us stand out. So yeah, that's what do you think, what's man? What's going to separate us? So you know, for, first and f- foremost, I just want to go back and say that Eric and I both bought the 13 inch uh, M1 MacBooks. Yep. Uh, on launch uh, around last last holiday, like last Christmas, I think it was right. Right. I mean, it, uh, yeah, it was like November is when it. I didn't get it until later though. Um, I I know I got Amanda her she, she I gave her a. M1 MacBook Air for Christmas, and I gave that to her early. I liked it so much that I had to go out and get the MacBook Pro for myself. So, yeah, great first impression on the uh, new Apple Silicon chips. I loved the M1 MacBook Pro so much, the 13-inch, and uh, I think that you loved it too, right? You still do. Right. I I, I still do. Right. right. So, like, like just so everyone's aware, I did not purchase a a new MacBook yet, and that's not, not... not not because I want one. It's because uh, there's a lot of options, and those options will kind of sway my decision on which one I get. And Yes. Uh, it's it's not like, in my opinion, there's like a clear-cut best choice. Like, like, like Apple it has given on who the are. users uh, choices or, 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 or specifications that would really benefit their use cases. So I'm going to just jump right into it. So today... Uh, I used my MacBook Pro at work, and I used it unplugged for all day, uh, and I came home with 66% battery. The 13-inch is still going to be the battery king. You know what I mean? Whether you get the Air or the Pro, the 13s are going to be, like, they just can't, like, even at f- if you fully, like, push the CPU to 100%, it's still crazy efficient. I don't know how much it pulls, um, 
like like it's max tdp or whatever but it's like you can't push it hard enough to drain the battery fast it's kind of nutty that's not the case with these new machines <laughs> let's just say that if you get the yeah. pro it's even less so right the pro is going to be the more efficient uh ch- the the more efficient uh cpu right or, or soc i guess right so so it looks like the the m1 tdp is 15 watts yeah the m1 is insane like right yeah. now you can pull like on the m1 max like over 100 watts uh, i know with the 16 incher you can um with the uh 14 which i have in front of me it's like 90 something which is still you know a, a much more power draw and uh, heat production than the the 13-inch with just the M1. It's You can tell a large difference. This this thing actually will ramp its fans, like, whereas the 13-inch, even if you're pegging it at 100%, dude, that fan barely makes any noise. Which is, you hear the fans. You absolutely do hear the fans in the 14. Like, you uh, absolutely hear them. Compare them to the old i9, because I believe we also both had that one, right? Correct. So the old i9 16-inch MacBook Pro, when it was still Intel, was louder. It was definitely louder. Um, So this is somewhere in between the M1 13-inch and the old i9 16-inch. It's kind of like this in-between. And depending on who you are, that might not you might not like that. Like, you might have... Uh, grown to appreciate like I have the silentness of the MacBook Air or in in the sorry not the MacBook Air that thing is completely silent with no fans but the 13 inch MacBook Pro which is practically silent you know what I mean now um, now I've seen some reviews where people have said that the 16 is near silent because the fans were almost twice the size if that's true that's great because um I mean theoretically you have the same chip like you can get the the same chip in the 14, as you can the 16, there's a lot more headroom for fans and ventilation and cooling in the 16. So, yeah, the 16 would be better. get Almost guaranteed when it comes to thermals. Um, so, like, I have the worst-case scenario right here. My battery's going to die the fastest because I have smaller batteries. And I have worse cooling. So it's going to be hotter. It's going to be louder. Um, so, yeah, definitely the 16 is... But that's the trade-off, right? Like you get a, a a smaller package that's kind of akin to the 13-inch MacBook Pro, which I love that size. So mm. the 14 is kind of like a little bit bigger. It's kind of like this sweet spot that I really like. Uh, I feel like the 16 to me is too large, even though it's it's beautiful. But it's kind of a desk thing. It's not really a lap you like type of laptop. You know what I mean? Uh, it's a yeah. You kind of have to like deploy it. Honestly, I'm yeah. probably leaning more towards the 16. After seeing the reviews, I'm kind of leaning more towards the 16. The 16 is going to be a fantastic machine, and I'm sure that display being so big, it's going to be beautiful, right? Like, I kind of wish I had the 16 in some ways because I remember having my i9 16-inch next to my M1 13-inch and going, damn, dude, this display is so beautiful. Like, I kind of don't want to lose it, but I kind of got used to that you know, fun portable size of the 13. Mm-hmm. So with this one, I decided to go with that in between. Like I went with the 14, maybe in two to three years, I'll decide to go to 16 or whatever. But, uh, but I don't know. I like this size though. So what else you want to ask, dude? Give me, give me yeah, some questions so, quick. Uh, quick, dude. Quick. quick, dude. Coming right in. Okay. Shotgun. So, Let's go. uh, keyboard feel, 
how does the keyboard th- feel? I think it feels good. The... I mean, I don't really think it's like different enough. I, if I haven't you like close your eyes and I put your 13 in front of you or your 14, <sighs> would you be able to identify which was which? I'm gonna be honest, I haven't done like an A B test. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just feeling it right now. They kind of got a good thump to them when you push down. I won't say it's mechanical, but it kind of does feel tactile. Okay. Um, so okay. I like the bump. Uh, it's not necessarily clicky, but it's not really membrane either. It's kind of like an in-between that feels pretty good. I like the keyboard. I feel I feel like it's uh, if you enjoy uh, MacBook keyboards, like this is just going to be... Uh, I don't know if it's going to be significantly better. Like it's not blowing me away, but it's it's definitely, you know, the best among them. Sure, sure. Um so I kind of want to transition into uh, something that maybe a little subjective, kind of like keyboard was. Uh, sure. How are the speakers compared to the 13, the old 13 Pro chassis? So I wrote about this quite a bit in my review, the uh, in my script. The, the speakers are unreal, dude. They're so good. Are they good? Dude? Yes. Oh, my God. They're so good. So, you know, in my review, I talk about all the software I'm running. And one of the things I talk about is music production because I, you know, I've been messing around with music making it with Ableton Live. Uh, I think I have 10 Ableton Live 10 that I do. And I love doing that. Right. So I pulled up my song that I'm working on on my 13 inch MacBook Pro and this new 14 inch. And I had them side by side, and I hit play on both, and I muted one, listened to it, and then I'd mute it and unmute the other one, and I did a side by side, and it's like night and day better. Is it really? Wow. It is so That's much. Impressive. And you know what's because it, like it is the MacBook was already like an industry leader in that regard. I feel absolutely. So I'll say this: when I had the i9 16 inch, it sounded better than the 13. You know what I mean? I can't tell you if this 14 sounds better than the i9 16. But mm-hmm. it's pretty good. Like it's really, awesome. really good. It's it, you can hear it in the mids and the low end. Like I'm hearing frequencies that are just kind of absent on the 13, and okay. and it's not even just the mid and low end. Like I say it in my review that like hi hats and snares like just hit, and you can just hear the crispness. Like it just sounds so much more rich on the 14, and I bet you the 16, the new 16, is absolutely nuts if it sounds this good on the 14. Because, <laughs> and I already know people are reporting the 16 sounds even better. So if you really yeah. care about that, like I kind of mentioned in my review, if you're doing music production, you probably have studio monitors of some kind or like really nice, uh, you know, headphones for monitoring. Uh, but if you don't use those and you just want to like kind of have a jam session with your laptop on the couch, like it has amazing speakers, content consumption. It's just good. It really is. I I love the speakers on this thing. I really do. I mean, that's pretty cool. Like, uh, uh, it's going to sound really weird, but when I had my old i9-16, yeah. I would take it outside and not need, like, a Bluetooth speaker to, like, listen to music on the patio. You, you know don't. what I mean? Like, it was kind of like that, yeah. like, like that's kind of a value that I feel is just missed. Dude, everybody you know I mean? does it so much worse. Like, I say this in my review. Windows laptops suck at audio. They suck at audio so bad. Like, Apple is making everyone look like garbage. Seriously. Yeah. Seriously, and in more ways than just audio, but especially for sure in audio, right? 
it's kind of nutty. Like, I don't know, I can't, I, you know, I don't have measurements of this thing, so I can't tell you how accurate it is. I can just tell you my personal enjoyment of this, the audio on this is really positive. So it's not going to replace your dedicated setup, but it's really good. So, uh, my next question here, uh, again, some of the reviews have covered that there is some kind of software jankiness with the, uh, with the notch. Yeah. Uh, what's your take on it? And like, I feel like some, some channels kind of blew it out of proportion because it probably, you know, trends well or gets clicks or whatever, but yeah, uh, I'm not trying to, what's your take on real world on like, like actual, like, oh man, this is a problem. No clickbait. So I'll tell you how I feel about it. It's mostly not a problem. Like I don't mind it at all from a, like just personally. Um, if there's, um, I know that like uh, Quinn, you know, he was able to get stuff to hide behind it in his particular case where he had like stuff that would normally snap to the right and it kind of bled into the the notch uh, in the menu bar. And I get that. I'm sure it's possible. I'm sure Apple could have done something to kind of make that not happen. But Mm -hmm. uh, for the most part, like Resolve is kind of a, a great use case of like how it will, uh, all the menu selections, it will uh, span between the, the, the notch and it doesn't let anything get behind it. And if you select, like, say you click on one of the, uh, one of the selections in the menu bar, and then you move your mouse, it'll automatically jump across the notch, which is kind of nice. And if you full screen, like if you say you're doing a full screen video, uh, and you try and bring your mouse to the top, it will actually, you know, most full screen videos will crop the top off, right? But in addition to that crop, it won't let the mouse go above it either. So I, I was like, oh, that's interesting. I can't push my my mouse like kind of into that cropped area where the the top of the screen is. It like caps off like you can't push your mouse above it because it's cropped. You know, I thought that was kind of cool because that's a software thing they, they did. Uh, so any kind of cropped content, you're not going to accidentally move your that's mouse. Good, out that's of a good the, idea. Yeah, it is. So. I'd say for the most part, they've covered the bases, but they, you know, there's one thing I noticed. Uh, If I play a game, it's an older game. It's, uh, well, it's not really old. It's still in development, but it's one of those weird indie titles that's probably Java based. It's called Star Sector. And if I play Star Sector in full screen, it will, it will play in legit full screen. No crop. Wow. Wow. So it's like notch and all like unapologetically full screen and Mm. it's awesome like it looks awesome but the game does have like when you hover over stuff it'll like give you a little tool tip in the top middle of the screen where the notch is so okay in that particular game it's a problem but and i haven't really gone out of my way to like see if i can force it to like change this resolution to be like 16 by 10 and kind of crop it or 16 by nine or whatever. I just noticed that by default, that was what happened. And, uh, I'm sure I could play in windowed mode. I'm sure I could do things to, to fix it. But that was the one time I noticed that like, like Mac OS didn't like put it in a cropped little window. Right. So some dedicated full screen sort of apps, uh, will potentially, actually full screen where you have a notch and then it might be a problem uh yeah uh personally i don't think it would bother me uh i just seemed like it felt kind of unapple right you know yeah. what i mean uh 
Yeah, some people were speculating that, you know, they were going to do face ID, but maybe because of silicon shortage and other like parts supply issues that they just didn't include it, but they already had already planned for the notch. And I mean, that sounds kind of plausible, right? Like you already yeah, like, built supply did you chain watch, around uh, this display. Did you watch Max Tech's uh, video about why the square Apple watching was supposed to happen? No, tell me. Oh, dude, it's really good. So essentially, uh, um, he basically said that the reason, like, like it's a really good video. I suggest anyone watch it. It's like 18 minutes long. And he basically said that due to supply chain constraints, um, they had to cancel the square Apple watch. And he goes through all of these reasons as to why that's the case. And one of the reasons is how the series seven ended up, um, uh, basically with like how like the cover glass was what had to be made thicker. And that's because, uh, he said that the display was made for flat glass on top. Oh my gosh. Um, you're kidding. And that's why they had to raise it up and, and and then sell the thicker glass as a feature because they already had the flat displays made for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they couldn't fit the flat, the, the uh, larger flat displays in the old design. Like it was a really good, really, really good, uh, wow. video that goes into like all this detail about like how you can kind of work back and see the changes that are oh. apparent in the series seven, even in a teardown video that shows that it was designed for completely different casing, but they had to reverse engineer it. And that's why we even got the same processor, uh, as in the series six, like it's the same exact processor. Oh it, it has the same exact part Wait, number as the same exact really? everything. Yep. What? Yep. I didn't know that. Yep. yep. Oh my gosh. That blows my mind. Yeah, it blows my mind. Yeah, absolutely. So like, so, so like Apple kind of pulled this last minute switcheroo where they were able to revert, like, like kind of retrofit the larger dis- the uh, the uh, new screen into the same body, but they had to like make the cover glass thicker, and they kind of passed it off as like a durability feature. Oh but really, gosh. it was just to fit the the display for the newer designed watch that they couldn't do because of supply uh, because of so that supply render chain was constraints. real. Yeah, that was yeah. real, and they yeah. just couldn't do it. That makes so much sense, and maybe that's even why they had to delay so long. I wonder if that's true. What do you think? <laughs> uh, he does say that as well. He says that um, because the change happened so late into the display in, into the process that there was no way that 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 they would have had stock uh, for the Apple Watch event. You know? Oh my gosh! Uh, so he's saying that. Uh, based off of what he knows, there's a good possibility that when the they showcased the Apple Watch Series Seven, right. that they didn't even have production started yet on them. Oh and like gosh. I could kind of believe that because I literally purchased my Series Seven stainless steel um, at eight oh two was was when I got my receipt. So like I've already gotten in the store, I've already placed my order, and I got my confirmation email at eight oh two, and I didn't get my watch until until almost Halloween. Yeah. So and and and, and, that and was that's like a, on Apple, right? Like normally yeah. when they announce, yeah. they launch right away. Like this new MacBook was like, okay, shipping next week. You know what I mean? And like that didn't happen with the Apple Watch at all. So that makes total sense. So that's kind of crazy. And this is just the world we live in right now with the silicon shortage. But uh, but yeah, dude. Hook me up with another question, or I'll talk about some things that matter to me. Yeah, dude. Uh, well, it, it's kind of coming back full circle, but it's something that like is really important to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your work laptop? I use this. 
I use this laptop right here. So, I mean, the work, I, I work provides me with a laptop. Yeah, what's your work provided laptop? It's like a Dell, like Lenovo, okay. whatever. Okay, okay. Not relatively Lenovo, modern. But, uh, yeah, it's it's it is. It's got USB C. Uh, How does that compare? How's the battery life on that compared to the new 14 you have? Uh, you know what? I never use it on battery, dude. I'm gonna be honest. Like it kind of stays plugged in, but yeah. I'll tell you from experience that thing sucks. Um, really? absolutely stinks. Like the laptop, it's, it's thin and small, but it's just, it's always ramping its fans and I'm doing nothing at all. So yeah, it's just bad, dude. Um, but yeah, so I end up just using my own personal laptop, dude. I can't tell you how good the battery is in that thing. It sucks. Do you feel like, do you feel like you can take your 14 to work and not have to take a charger? Like you can with the 13? Um, I haven't. So I'm going to be honest. Like I just got back in the office today uh, for the you first kinda, time. You can kind of get a feeling like if, if this will last me eight hours or not. Right? Um, I don't know yet. I plugged mm-hmm. it in today and uh, at work because I have a like whatever the 100 watt charger is or whatever. Uh, USB-C one that I've had since I had the 16-inch Intel uh, i9 MacBook Pro. And I just leave that one at work. So I was plugging in USB-C charging while I was there uh, just because I could. And, um, I mean, I haven't plugged it in since, and I'm at 79%, but, you know, I haven't done anything on my laptop other than just, like, have it open. I played around with Ableton earlier, but, like, I'd say it lasts a pretty good amount of time. Like, realistically, like... In the M1 Max, how many performance cores and how many efficiency cores are there? Do you know? Not off the top of my head. I don't either. Can I go to like about this Mac and find out? (laughs) I'm I'm just trying to see if I can. Um, Because I have no idea off the top of my head, which I probably should know. But I think it has less efficiency cores than the M1 Mac does. I think because it was like eight and eight. Uh, was it four and four? Something like that in the M1? Don't know. Don't know. I know this has like way more performance cores. I'm not sure if it has the same amount of efficiency cores. I'd say it's still relatively efficient. Like if you're not using the power, especially right. the GPU, right? Then you're not really going to feel like you're still going to have a pretty nice battery efficient laptop. But as soon as like you go and do something demanding, it's going to do it. Uh, and it's going to do it at the expense of battery life. Okay, so so the M1, the M1 has four efficiency and four high performance. The M1 Pro has eight high performance and two efficiency cores. Yeah, so even less. Uh, efficiency I don't know cores. how much the Max has. Max has. It's not, yeah, I'll pull it up just because I'm curious if I can. But um, M1 Max chip. Let's see if I can find it. But the, I I know that the difference between the Pro and the Max is basically mostly in the GPU department, which is like kind of nuts. And uh, also there's, you know, memory, you can have more memory and stuff. But I'm unsure if the, the Max has more CPU cores. Let's see. It has the same powerful 10 core CPU as the M1 Pro and adds 32 core GPU. So it's basically the same thing uh, as the Pro CPU-wise. It just has okay. more GPU performance, 
more memory bandwidth and a higher maximum amount of memory, which, you know, in this machine that I have, it's the M1 Max with the 10-core CPU, 32-core GPU, and 64 gigs of unified memory. So it's basically top-of-the-line spec with two terabyte That's crazy. Drive. That's crazy. I watched a video where, like, uh, some guy was, was editing, I think it was, like, 8K ProRes or something yeah. along those lines. Uh, but... Uh, his memory pressure was like 46 gigabytes. Wow. Um, which is really odd to me. I, I mean, not odd, but like, I'm thinking like, that's a lot. <laughs> you know that's what I mean? Like, yeah, so it's, like, it must be caching yeah. so much of that AK yeah. footage or whatever. Like, I don't know what it's putting in memory, but I mean, that's where that mem- memory I guess my point, comes in. And My like, point for bringing that up yeah. is I feel like... Uh, it's a good thing that, that, that like that whatever software or what, whatever scheduler does that it's saying, Hey, I, I have this memory. I'm going to use it, you know? Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I'm glad. And it's split between the CPU and GPU tasks because it's unified memory. So, and that's fantastic. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's really efficient. And I, I think that's fantastic. If you're these, t- these laptops are kind of designed for video editors, I mean, am I right? Because you yeah. have built-in well, encoders, ProRes. I wouldn't necessarily hardware. say. I, w- I wouldn't single out video editing. Cause I, I I would say just content creators in general. In general, uh, yeah. But like, like, it's really good for like photo editing and stuff too. From from, from the experience I've seen, like it's let me it's let me crazy rephrase it. Um, if you're a, I think that the M1 Max is more like, is, is kind of designed for that. I think a lot of people would get off just fine with just the M1. Pro processor. I think a lot of people would get out fine with just the air if we're going to go down that route. No, you're 100% right. So the air, I mean, it depends on what you're doing. Every Everything does. But, like, I think personally that um, with what I do, I really like the Max. I feel like I can actually yeah. utilize this performance um, with, like, DaVinci Resolve and such. I think that it's going to be fantastic. I haven't even tested Resolve, so I have a lot of things planned for what I'm going to do to test it, you know? But other than that, like, I haven't done any testing yet uh, with Resolve. I've tested a couple things. Let me pull up my notes and uh, tell you what I've gone over. So Blender, I did uh, some Blender tests, and I've talked about it extensively. And um, I've done Capture One a little bit, not a ton, um, and then you I did some photos, gaming dude. testing. You hate photos. I love photos, dude. I just mm-hmm. haven't taken any, uh, mm-hmm. you know, since I've been on travel and stuff. Like, I haven't really had time to take any. But um, I have done a couple photos on there, but nothing like, nothing I would consider a benchmark. Like, I've done stuff, and it, it's performed, like, Capture One performs really well on the thing. But, yeah, and it looks beautiful. Like, the display is just unreal. But you know, I haven't really pushed it to its limit. I haven't imported like 500 photos, like you're you're saying. You know, and and then saw how fast it generates previews and everything. Like I haven't done anything. Yeah, that's hardcore. huge for me. That's huge. I've also noticed that sometimes on my desktop, if I start, you know, how like you can make layers and then apply specific masks to layers. I do that one? all the time. Yeah, uh, that is kind of depends on like how large my photo is. Uh, that is kind of not a good experience uh, on, on, on my Windows machine sometimes. Yeah, so I definitely don't have an optimized workflow on the PC because I store all of my photos on the network. 
So I already have like limitations with network access. Like that's my biggest bottleneck is it has to read everything off of my NAS. So that's slow. So I already tolerate that barely. But like I'm at the point now where like these raw photos are large and I don't really want to wait on my NAS and I don't have a 10 gig link yet. So I'm basically like, okay, I'm just going to keep my photos on device and, and and have a backup on my NAS or something. You know what I mean? Right. Um, because I, I'm kind of fed up with slow performance, especially with video editing. Because I was doing video editing off of my NAS also. Like, you can tolerate editing over the NAS with photos. But, like, sure. with video editing, especially now that I'm doing 8K, um, there's no way. There's no way you can do it. I know, man. I, I, I'm still in the camp that, like... I don't think an AK workflow is really necessary for a lot of people. Um, I know no. you like it because you have it, but like uh, I know a bunch of channels that, that 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 started in in 4K and then went to 8K and then went back to 4K. Um, I see that too. I mean, MKBHD what, works in 8K, but he publishes in 4K timelines, right? Yeah. So, but like you can crop AK like really nice, so it's kind of cool, you know. Like if you're publishing in 4K, you want to try and have better than 4K footage if you're gonna crop it, and that's really the, where 8K comes in. 6K yeah. can happen, you know what I mean? You can maybe have 6K footage. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. Like for me, I don't think the juice is worth the squeeze yet. Like you, you may think otherwise, but like. I, I personally don't think it's worth, you know, the storage space, the processing power, the time, the effort. Uh, I think 4K is fine. Uh, where, where, where where I'm really interested, because that's how my mindset is, is uh, one thing I found out that really brings, uh, like, DaVinci Resolve to its knees mm. on both of my machines is what we did the other day. Like, if you add a qualifier and then add a blur to that qualifier... My performance goes in the shit tubes, dude. Uh, yeah, like a like 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 a blur with, with a yeah. qualifier is is really really taxing on you on on a computer. So like that is something okay. I'd be interested in seeing. Well, I'll tell you what I'm gonna do yeah. is uh, I'm gonna have a test file with several different scenarios, and I'm gonna have to open across all three of my test machines, which is mm-hmm. this new 14-inch MacBook Pro, my old 13-inch M1 MacBook Pro, and then my PC with the 5950X and GPU acceleration with the 3080. And I'm gonna do the comparison. I'm gonna say, okay, how does each scenario work? How does timeline performance work on each? How does color grading work? Uh, does it slow down after a qualifier or like multiple layers? Yeah. Like where is the bottlenecks on each? Where do you get performance gains on each? I want to see if I can tell Resolve when optimizing media to optimize in ProRes or like make ProRes proxies or like maybe use, make proxies that the Mac has hardware acceleration for because if that does work and i can generate optimized media that the uh, m1 max has hardware to accelerate then that's going to be excellent like you're going to have amazing like if you're working in prores on final cut uh, prores or prores raw you're going to have amazing performance because you have yeah. hardware acceleration and that's nutty but like if i can't work in prores if i'm stuck with whatever codec sony uses on their cameras which people say is kind of slow and not really accelerated on many things, then yeah, that kind of sucks. Yeah. 
yeah, people say that Canon's all eye, whatever it is, is yeah. a is a bear to work into. So yeah. Um uh that being said, uh yeah, man, like that's 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 kind of stuff that I'm curious with is like what 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 performances in my workflow am I gonna see? And and I, I think the biggest hits I have from a video editing standpoint is uh, blur qualifiers and multiple grades using serial notes. Mm -hmm. uh, those are like the two like crushers for me. So right. So I'm definitely going to do an extensive resolve test. I I get upset, dude. Can I just say I keep seeing videos from people like that are they're running benchmarks and tests with things like Resolve and Blender, and they don't know the first things about the software. Yeah, you know what I mean. I see it all the time especially blender like people just kind of uh you know they'll download a fucking test render and they'll run it and then they'll be like it it got this time but you don't know how to configure blender to be like optimal on that hardware you might not be using gpu acceleration or you are you might be like and you don't know these things so how are you gonna like to me it just invalidates you if if you haven't you know, i don't know it makes me upset personally blender specifically because you know, yeah, but like you're really good at Blender. Like not many people are as good as you are at Blender. The, yeah, so. exactly. And that's the thing. Like I'm an actual Blender user. Like I, I feel like it Blender just, boy. Yeah. Dude. Like as a user of Resolve and as a user of Blender, when I see people that are kind of doing like these half-ass like tests, I kind of just get upset. <laughs> I'm like, like, dude, you could do, you could test it so much better. And that's what I aim to do in my review, right? So, like, you know how I made that little animation on Blender that with the TV and the, the cloth physics and everything? Mm -hmm. um, I basically opened up that project on this laptop and then my my 13-inch uh, boy. And I did a two, two major tests. Render times, everyone does that. But how is the preview window performance? Like, is actually working inside of it? It's kind of like the same thing with Resolve. Timeline performance is different than render performance. Same right. with Blender. The preview window and how smooth it is to actually interact with your 3D objects and model versus rendering, they're two different things. I'll say that the actual working within the preview window in Blender is twice as fast. Uh, it, it's laggy on the M1, just moving around my very dense scene, but it's twice as smooth on this M1 Max MacBook Pro, which is already way better. It's still laggy because I have a suboptimal preview window. Like all my, I'm not using like any kind of um, decimated meshes or anything. Everything is like mm -hmm. very high resolution and 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 taxing, but it is much easier to to deal with on my laptop. Let me just say this, though, uh, about Blender. And, uh, you know, I'm probably going to mention it in my review. Blender, uh, Apple just joined the Blender Foundation, like their development fund, and they're going to be adding Metal API support. So That's crazy. soon in Blender 3.1, which isn't out yet, it's in alpha, but they haven't added the Metal support yet because I, I definitely checked. Uh, and I downloaded Blender 3.1 alpha just to make sure it's not in there yet, but after they add metal support, dude, I bet you Blender's going to be crazy, uh, at least yeah. in the rendering department. Hopefully it accelerates the preview window as well, because if it does, it, this thing's going to be a Blender monster. Uh, rendering is about twice as fast. It rendered my, uh, it rendered a frame of my uh, footage in like 18 minutes, whereas on my M1 MacBook Pro, it almost took 30. So that's a significant wow. boost. Yeah. But that's, that's just CPU only. 
And That's a huge time savings. It is, but like until they add GPU, uh, 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 like uh, GPU rendering with the metal, like the actual GPU on board this chip, it, it is not even coming close to what you do on the desktop. Like the desktop renders in like two minutes instead of 18 you know what i mean so and that's just because of gpu acceleration and but when that comes like when metal support comes blender's gonna just be awesome on this thing i have a feeling i can't wait probably so maybe even again like i don't know if it's gonna be like a 3080 good but i'm really curious dude I, i think it's gonna be awesome but uh yeah, I'm looking forward to that, dude. I tested Ableton Live 10. Not much to say there because, like, Ableton is cool because in the top corner, it'll tell you how much of the CPU it's using, like percentage. And I, wish so, you had, I wish you had Final Cut because, like, I think a Final Cut versus Resolve thing would be pretty awesome. Yeah, I've been thinking about purchasing Final Cut just to kind of play around and know what the competition is because uh, a lot of people use Final Cut workflows you know, video editing and, and everything. And I, I'm interested in just knowing Final Cut, not that I want to use it. Like I really do like Resolve and because I'm multi-platform, I'm on Windows and on Mac, I kind of like to stay into Resolve. Um, but at the same time, like I respect Final Cut for what it can do because people working in ProRes, like that seems like a dream. Yeah. So, you know what I really want to do though? I want to do HDR so bad. Um, and I want to talk about HDR. You got a second for that? I do. Cause I the, do. the pro display XDR on this MacBook is like stunning, dude. It's so good. I, I sent you a little video yesterday. I don't know if you watched it, but it was like me talking about shadow of the tomb Raider. And, uh, it was basically like I had the benchmark running on both, but like more so than the frame rate improvements, the, the fact that the game was actually like in HDR on this machine with like 1600 nits peak brightness, it looked so good. It might even be the best display in my house. Wow. Yeah. Wait, no, that's not true. You see 177. Get out of here, dude. The, yeah, but that's only 750 nits, dude. Like the, the peak brightness sucks on those things, dude. I'm serious. And you have to deal with ABL. Like you might only have a thousand nits sustained on this machine, Across the screen. We're talking about like like movie playback, right? Like we're not talking about desktop usage. Right. Like I feel like I feel like your C one seventy seven is still maybe better. Well for movies. It depends. I, I think that it depends, dude. This 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 display is like when it comes to HDR consumption, what I found out, I used to think that I was a brightness nut. Like I always liked displays that were bright. But it turns out I just love dynamic range. That's what I love, dude. And having like crazy peak brightness makes a difference to me. Like it's the difference between like looking out the window versus like not. You know what I mean? Like it's so you just, are so you are brightness then. I I love brightness so much. Like the thing about these, uh, I was I mentioned that in my review. I was basically like it might even beat out my LG displays as far as like HDR consumption experience oh. because it's just. Like, to me, I don't have any of those. Like, okay, you know how, like, when you're benchmarking uh, HDR, you always have those people that have, like, the star field where you have those individual points. And this is where OLED excels because you have per-pixel lighting. Yeah, you'll probably have blooming on this machine versus, like, you're not going to beat the deep blacks of OLED, like, ever. 
but OLED has some major drawbacks. These these uh, LG displays, the fact that you have ABL that limits your peak brightness, and even in the best case scenario, you're going to get 750 nits peak on these pixels. Like, that's nowhere near as bright as... Is the as, C1 750? And does ABL show up? ABL's definitely presence, present movies. on everything. Yeah, on but like, everything. I, thought, I thought ABL, like, takes, like, like doesn't kick in for a couple of seconds abl of, kicks of, in immediately dude really yeah it kicks in immediately as soon as you like full screen something or like there's a, a scene like as soon as you transition to like a desert that's bright or something you were in a dark mm-hmm. scene before you transit tr- transition to a bright desert bam your peak brightness just lowers which to be fair sometimes you don't want to fucking be blind by a, mm-hmm. a bright hdr image so abl kind of saves your ass sometimes but like i'm a sucker for getting flash banged with a thousand its peak brightness on my PG two seven UQ. I love right. brightness. And like I think that I prefer I might prefer brightness. Uh I don't know. I don't know. It's it's really a toss up, man. I think it depends on the do you content. Want my, uh, <laughs> you wanna come get my uh Q ninety R and I'll take dude. your I love your, your like, C one dude. The C one is unbelievable. And I love my C1 so much. Like uh, my TV behind me, you can see it in the frame. Well, no, you can't because I'm cropped. But um, I love that TV so much. Like it's so beautiful. The OLED, I love OLED displays. But as far as like this display on this M1, 14-inch M1 Mac, and I'm sure the 16 is just as good, it's so good. Like HDR content is so good. I went out of my way to see if I could find games on Steam that supported HDR. And like there's literally none. Like, almost literally none. I'd say that, okay, let me tell you the highlights of who supports HDR. Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which I already have. Uh, uh, Divinity Original Sin 2, which is an awesome game, but I've already beat it. And then Baldur's Gate 3, the new one that's coming out that's in early access, does support HDR. So Whoa. that's going to be the best, probably, experience you can get on this thing. But like, not you many... You play Baldur's Gate 3 on Mac? Yeah, you can. Natively? Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's ARM support, but it has a Mac client. Mac so client? It's awesome. probably Intel, yeah. but it's going to run amazing. You know what I mean? Um, I haven't played it yet because it's early access, so I've been waiting on it to kind of bake, you know? Yeah. But, like, there's not many games that... There's not even... There's not many games on Mac, but there's even less HDR-capable games. And I want to see this display, like, cut loose on an HDR game because it looks so sure. good. Like, that Shadow of the Tomb Raider benchmark looks so good and it runs so well that I was like, God, I wish I could just play a game on this right now, <laughs> you know, because the in SDR content, it limits it to like 500 nits, which is kind of like, OK, it's bright. It looks the same as my 13 inch. You know what I mean? At that point with better blacks, because it's like doing the dimming of the uh, dark areas, right? Because it's got the mini LED display. So like the display undoubtedly looks better, like just normal sdr content but uh <laughs> yeah i don't know dude but like i that's my favorite thing about this probably the display dude i the hdr experience on it is great the, the, I, the biggest problem is there's just not enough hdr content especially on like things like youtube and even if there is on youtube like i use firefox which doesn't even support hdr on youtube yeah. like i had to use chrome or I, can you do it in safari i don't know i don't know but I know Chrome, like, I first thing I did when I got this was launch a Chrome window, pull up YouTube, and then search for HDR shit. And I was like, yeah, that looks pretty good. What do you mean? 
<laughs> I wanted to see the HDR, dude. I wanted to see 1600 nits peak brightness, 1000 nits sustained. Beautiful oh, colors. Did you peaked it? I I peaked. <laughs> I dude, I'm a display nut, you know me. I'm an absolutely huge boy. display nut. I I love display technology. And like the fact that I'm getting Oh yeah, I never even mentioned ProMotion. It looks good, but it's not not going to sell you on it. Games can yeah. run at 120 FPS, which is nice. You know. Which is cool. But like, if you got a game that runs on this thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's nice. Anyway, dude, I've been yeah, rambling dude. quite a bit, man. Would, like, do you have any other well, questions about this? Because obviously you were between the 14 and the 16. And- I still am. I still am. You know, like battery life is like critical to me because like, I don't know. I, I, I kind of always have this like vision of like editing photos or videos in like a Starbucks. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. Okay. Uh, so like, I don't want to hinder that experience. Like there was part of me that even thought of maybe getting a 16 pro. Can you, can you lug around a 16 now that you've had the 13? I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, well, you're I, getting one yeah, for work, right? Yeah. So yeah, you'll know. So, yeah. Right. You'll know, like just hold the 13 and realize the 14 is basically the 13 and then like take the 16 and be like, okay, which one do I is the 16 portable enough? And if it is, get the 16, dude. Because the mm-hmm. 16 is going to be better on battery because it's bigger. It's going to have better cooling. You're going to have the max performance mode, which is like exclusive to the 16, even though I don't know really if you're getting any kind of max performance or what, but it is limited. I'll tell you what I'm going to do for you right now. I'm actually launching Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I'm going to run the bench and I'm going to point my mic at it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Dude, I was kind of hoping you would have done this episode from the MacBook microphones. Oh, yeah, that's kind of funny. I maybe another time, but uh I haven't tested the microphones on them. I'm sure they're good, but like I don't, you know, they ain't going to beat the SM7B, you know. They're not going to beat like they'll be good, you know. I don't know if they'll be as good as like the like the M1 uh 13-inch Mac Pro had decent mics. I don't know if these are like I even think- better. I think people care about good enough, right? So, like, if you can, if you can make a, I don't know. Like, I'll say this: like the 13-inch MacBook Pro was great for Zoom calls, like just like as is. The 14's probably a little bit better, you know. But like, I, I won't say like you should buy your laptop for it. Like, it's probably good enough for like most things. I don't know if it's good enough to like record your like album off of or some shit. You know what I mean? Maybe. I'm sure some people do. Like they always show yeah. the demo where the guys like got his acoustic guitar and he's strumming. I don't know the reality of that. Yeah, <laughs> they always show that though. Like, oh, it's a studio and like there's the dude like recording into his Mac. I'm sure it's good enough. Like, because like a lot of times you're gonna process that audio anyway. Like, add the reverb and do stuff to it. So like you probably could get away with using the Macs built-in mics because they're not sure. bad. But like, you know. They're not gonna be the like a real mic. Yeah, man. I'm running the benchmark. The fans haven't ramped yet. It kind of you know it takes no a minute to heat up. What, 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 what's ambient in your house right now? Um, according to my Echo B thermostat, um, give me one second because I can't get to it as fast as I could on my iPhone. It always takes me a second on the Android. 
It says on, it's 69 in here. Giggity. Yeah, then. I'm running the bench. Yeah, it hasn't ramped the fans yet. So it does take a minute. I'm at 120 frames per second right now on freaking. It's dipping down to like 100 on the, the Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I wish I could show it to you, but it's so pretty. If it gets loud, I'll point the mic at it, but, uh, loud boy. So like, what's, uh, what's your like main concern with this laptop, dude? It's good. I, I, my size and battery. So like, again, I'm going to come back and, and, and kind of come full circle. Yeah. Uh, and tell you that I love the size of the 13 for, from like a portability standpoint. Then I have situations where like, all right, I'm going to, and this is your fault, by the way, because mm-hmm. you got me in a video where I'm going to like, all right, I'm going to open up DaVinci and like feel like the 16 might be a little bit better there. Uh, you know what? It's going to be better in screen real estate too. Like, uh, well, that's the, the point I'm at, right? a little like, like, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how cramped the UI would be on the 13. Yeah, that's what it uh, is, right? I noticed that the 14 is better. Like I, I had Ableton open on both, not DaVinci. I haven't really messed with it yet, but like Ableton, I can see more audio tracks on the 14. And I like that. Like the 13 is just a little cramped, even like I even, you know how you can change like the kind of like the scaling, the UI scaling. I always go as small as I can so I can have the most screen screen real estate. And yeah, the 13 isn't quite enough. I'd say like, I wish I could make it even smaller, but you know, they don't let you. So here's my concerns. Uh, the 13 has kind of spoiled me in the fact that I, I, I honest to God don't have a charger at work anymore. I don't have a charger in my bedroom. I still do, but like I, I don't use it for that. Right. I think my old MacBook charger that's up there has my home pod plugged into it. Um, but I've kind of gotten accustomed to that disconnected lifestyle. And I'm afraid that if I get a more powerful machine, I'm going to have to return to my connected lifestyle. Uh, that's my biggest concern. My my other concern is I'm kind of on the fence between the 14 or the 16 because I kind of want to walk that line now where the 16 becomes my main computer, literally my main computer. Yeah. And my windows PC gets relegated to almost like a gaming console. Uh, yeah. Can I say like, I think for you, maybe the 16 dude, like the, it just because of battery life alone, like I haven't mm-hmm. looked at the comparisons to be honest. So I can't tell you how much better the 16 is. I can just tell you, I know it's Did going you see that to video be. I linked. Uh, I haven't got to watch it. Let me pull up something really quickly, and then mm-hmm. I don't know if you can like, if I can screen grab this, and then you could pull it up. I'm, I'm not Maybe. sure how that how that even works now, but uh, let me see where I'm at. You'd have to just send it to me on Element, yeah. but yeah, yeah. So here's why I was kind of looking at the 16 Pro. Uh, where where are we at, dude? Yeah, dude. You tell me. <laughs> I just couldn't find out of it. It's like, where's it at then? I'm downloading it. I'm downloading it. Boop. Okay. So here's the browser window. You can't see it, but the audience can. The tech chap says this is the battery life for each one. 
with heavy use. So what was his uh, heavy use uh, test methodology? Uh, he was using, he was rendering videos in what looks like, software is this? Adobe Premiere. So he's rendering videos, right? He's re- he's rendering videos, doing timeline footage, just basically making videos okay. in, in Adobe Premiere. Wow. So, okay, this is what I'm getting off of this. The the more power you... Oh, wow, why is the 16 Max that much lower? Oh, okay, yeah, they don't have the... Uses. I wish they had the 14 Max, but they don't have no. it. No, but he said that that one is, is clearly uh, going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think you're right, dude. So uh, I think you're 100% this is, right. This is low power. Yeah, or uh, or a low light usage, which is basically just watching videos and browsing the internet. Okay, um, let me pull that down too. So, um, let me pull that down too. I want to get a little bit of a. Okay, so I, I I just pulled that up too. What is this here? Is this like the battery percentage after X amount of time? Like, what is this? This one is yeah, basically battery percentage after X amount of time. I I I I forget or. It says on the bottom. Oh, oh, sorry, I cut it off. It's two hours of light use. Okay, two hours of light use gets you. Uh, looks like your uh, MacBook Pro 16 Max down to 83 percent. This is for the audio listeners' uh, benefit. So, uh, uh, that's interesting because in this case with light use, the 14 Pro was even worse. So the 16 Max was more efficient than the 14 Pro, uh, which is kind of the opposite. Well, actually. It's not more efficient; it just has a larger battery, I guess. At that point, um, right? Like, I'm trying to think about which this. one. Sorry. Well, I just thought it was interesting because the 14 Pro was under light usage, lower battery than the 16 Max. But I guess that's just the battery capacity. Yeah, that's just smaller battery. Yeah. So, what my guess is is probably in these tests, the, like the light usage test, is probably just using the low, the efficiency cores. Maybe. Yeah, I don't. I, who knows, that's right? well yeah i mean but, obviously it is right um but you just so you just have less battery on the uh 14 pro but but so, then he also brings up so it's so like you you could see why someone like me who watched this video would maybe consider uh the uh, uh well you're looking for the 16 pro which is a battery champ right like if you're right, trying to like get that's M1, why that kind of came in the mix yeah like if you're trying to get 13 inch m1 performance like as far as battery goes then the 16 pro is going to be like like that that sweet spot that gives you that ratio of like performance per watt that lets you just keep on going right so that might be where you want to go right like if you're used to how long you can use the m1 yeah. like the 13 inch m1 like then yeah but you're you're not gonna have you're literally gonna have like half the graphical performance of the 16 Max of the Max chip, which may or may not be good for you. Like it depends. It depends on what you're doing. Do you need those graphics? That graphics performance, or not? Probably, probably. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Probably. I mean, he also brings out uh, brings up a good point in the video. So, like, if you render a video, mm-hmm. okay, and that video takes 30 minutes on the Pro but 15 on the max, right? then you're kind of normalizing that battery out because it's under load longer on the pro than it is on the max. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that's, I, I think that's perfectly valid. Um, and it's, it's really tough 
because like to me i would rather get the max because i want the flexibility even at the expense of battery because you're still the m1 max is still a great performer in performance per watt in fact i'd agree i'd argue that it's basically equivalent to the 13 inch m1 macbook pro it just gives you more right it's mm-hmm. literally just scaled up it can do like what four m1 like not as far as gpu is concerned right like obviously sure. with cpu it's like like double performance more or less uh but with like gpu performance it's like four times the performance and maybe three times four times it depends on what you're doing and I like to be able to have that performance. I th- like I know I want to be able to game on my Mac on occasion and they it runs way better. I'm pl- I'm doing the Shadow of the Tomb Raider here at 1920 by 1200 and I'm getting like 70 frames and it's really nice looking. Um and even though Mac gaming isn't really a thing, I still want to play my games on my Mac <laughs> cuz it's so nice. Um right. And also the GPU rendering is going to be really nice for things that are accelerated with metal in any sense. So it could be with video rendering. It could be with whatever. So I don't know, man. I think I'll utilize the additional GPU cores. I think I think where I'm at is, is I'll probably get the 16 Max, but uh, that battery life of the Pro is kind of lucrative. Can you, you tell I mean? me? Like, cause I went into battery settings after you talked to me about this and I saw there's like a low power mode. Do you know mm-hmm. what that does? Do you know what that does? Like, does that Not throttle me or it does, it does throttle you. Well, maybe that's uh, good enough. Maybe it's just like, yeah. maybe that's, yeah. Hey, downgrade me to a pro while on, on battery and then let me be a max when I'm not. Cause yeah, you maybe, can literally maybe. change like well, on, uh, you know what? I have a best bud who could do that test for me. Because I don't think anyone else did. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess I can. So <laughs> I do. I I'll do the test. I'm curious to see if uh, low power mode is actually a viable thing to use. Uh, you know, I, I really don't know because it may be good enough to just be on battery on low power mm-hmm. mode. Sure. Or I'll just do some googling actually to find out like what it actually does. Because if it just throttles you, um, that might be enough to you know, get you through just mobile use. And then, but I'd say it's not bad, but yeah, it's definitely eats up battery. Like if I was, say I'm playing, you know how like on the M1 13 inch, I could play wow for like four hours. Yeah. Um, that's nice. You know, I that's can't nice. do that on this. Like no way, unless I did like a frame cap to like 30 frames per second, then I probably could get the same amount of time. You know what I'm saying? But who wants to do that? <laughs> right. Right. It's no more or less efficient than the 13-inch M1. It just gives you more performance if you want it. But you're going to have to pay the price. And that's where if you really want battery and you want performance, you probably want to go with the 16. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's where I'm at. I think that's where I'm at. Take a look at when, like I said, when you get the 16, I want to know like what you think about it. Because I will. Uh, I went with this size because I like the 13, and I didn't really want to go away from that portable kind of nice sweet spot but i don't know i'm also uncertain about silver or space gray they both look good i'm a space gray nut so i am too but like i haven't had a silver boy in a while and i kind of like my silver ipad like i think it looks nice silver does look nice uh, my silver ipad feels like almost like retro apple if that makes sense so does the so does these new macbooks i think that like maybe that's the play because it already kind of has that retro shape to it 
um, that's kind of rounded like the older MacBooks. So maybe you just roll into that and then lean into it and get the, the silver. Yeah. It kind of got that industrial look that I like that cut aluminum, you know, like I like it to me. It's like, uh, it's pretty good. Like industrial design. It is. It's really good industrial design. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think that, um, so far, and I haven't finished my review of this thing. I really do like it. The display is beautiful. The sound is great. The battery life's still good. If you're doing low performance stuff, not as good as the 13 inch, Mm -hmm. but I haven't had like, See, the thing is I have charger, like I have a charger at work and at home and like there's been a couple times where I've been doing stuff on it where I got to plug in. I ain't going to lie to you, but like it doesn't feel bad. So it's good. Yeah. I haven't had like, I haven't felt like it's draining like the, like the old 16, like the i9. Plus MagSafe is nice too. So the MagSafe connector is like almost too strong. It's like. You know how, like, it's like, oh, you can trip over it. Did you see Anthony, like, test it, yeah. and it almost yanked mm-hmm. off the desk? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's kind of how it is, dude. Like, it's kind of strong. Like, I get it. Like, you can kind of, if you pull it from yeah. a certain angle, it's, like, less strong because it kind of rocks off the port, but it's still pretty strong. Still, It's got to be kind of a sharp angle before it, like, breaks loose. It's almost too strong, but it is. it is nice, though. It's nice that it kind of frees up a port, which I like. Um, True, uh, you know, or or I I mean, technically, you just lost a port, right? Because you have three Thunderbolt Thunderbolt ports instead of four. Correct, but you you also have other ports if you use them, like HDMI, which is only two point one. I'm sad, like I like two point oh or two two point oh. I'm sad because it's 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 not two point one. And and an SD card, dude. I forgot that your camera takes SD cards because it's twenty sixteen, dude. I mean, my camera does technically have SD cards. You're never going to use them. You're I'm never not, well, use no, because I have CFS Express Type A yeah. um, cards. But yeah, um, I, I, <laughs> I'm I definitely not using SD. But like, I'm sure like SD is still important in 2021. It's still relevant. It's still relevant unless you're the on the bleeding edge. HDMI 2.0 is relevant, you know, so. Yeah, it kind of sucks for us people on the bleeding edge that like I want to plug well, my laptop into my 4K 120 hertz monitor TV. Uh, my problem, my problem with Apple is they kind of toss around that Pro moniker, like yeah, but they don't have like the best available sometimes, which is like BS. the phone, right? Like, like there's nothing about the iPhone 13 Pro that is for professionals. It's just a better version of their of their normal phone. So realistically, I think Apple should have like just bring back the S line and just make a 13 and a 13S, and then the S is a better line because, you know, when yeah. I think of Pro phones, I don't think HDMI 2.0, I don't think yeah. USB 2.0, I no. don't think SD cards. You know, I think V mount batteries and CF Express. I know, so. I know. Let me ask you something, dude. So like. Obviously, Apple's game is to replace all their Intel products, and that leaves, like, the iMac Pro, right? Like, the iMac Pro and then their Mac Pro. So the iMac Pro, obviously, would probably be built with, like, an M1 Max. I could see that totally. Yeah. Um, But, like... I I, I would maybe buy that. It might be awesome. Like, if they put the Pro Display XDR in it, think about that, dude. Yeah. Um, Because... They managed to fit like the Pro D- Display XDR technology within this MacBook, and that's nutty. The Pro Display XDR yeah. is expensive, and it doesn't have ProMotion. Like, 
to this day, it's a beautiful display. Like I want one. It sucks that I can't use it with my Windows machines. It sucks that I can't use it. Well, you can, but with caveats. And then it also doesn't have higher refresh, which I've grown accustomed to. So I would hate to lose it. But I think that if they made like a new version of the Pro Display XDR that was cheaper and had ProMotion, that might be kind of awesome. Yeah. What do you think, dude? Yeah. No, I think so too. I, I, I think we're probably going to see a cheaper Pro Display XDR because you pretty much have one in the laptop, right? So like, why would, I don't know. I agree. You have one in the laptop and then they're probably going to put them in the, the Mac Pros, right? Like, uh, or not the Mac Pros, the iMac Pros. So that would be great. I'm sure like MKBHD would like that. Uh, Marquez, like yeah. he, he'd definitely like that. Um, I'm curious. He hasn't put out a, a MacBook Pro review yet, so I'm curious to see if he likes it. He hasn't. He said that he didn't like to edit on laptops historically because they just haven't been good enough. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm curious to see if this one is. He said he edited his uh, Apple Watch review AirPods. or AirPods review with AirPods, it. Yeah. Um, so I want to see like what his uh, hot take is on on the new MacBooks and everything. So. Um, and I know he's talked about going into an HDR workflow maybe someday um, because I want to see more content creators adopt HDR workflows and that's not going to happen until they get their hands on like uh, easily accessible HDR displays like this pro display XDR like laptop basically. Um, so I don't know, man, I'm kind of, that's what I'm hoping for. I want to see more content like made in HDR. Yeah, because like to me, HDR is the one display tech that is not a gimmick, and it needs to be everywhere. Like you need displays that can, like, actually, you know, output high peak luminance. I don't know, dude. Guess we'll see what the future holds for that. Yeah. You know? So, like, what do you think about? Okay, let me ask you this then. Um, the new Mac Pro. So obviously Apple last, uh, I don't know when they came out with it, but it was like the cheese grater Mac Pro. We love it. It's cool looking. It's cool as hell. It's expensive. Right. Right. The wheels are expensive, but they're, you know, they're wheels. The, I love that thing. I look at, it looks so sexy. I want to, I want to get on eBay and get one of those chassis right now. Oh, they're gorgeous. They're gorgeous. I want one Uh, of those chassis so bad. Here's the problem. Like, does that really exist? Uh, or, or, for, or for like Apple, uh, in, like for future Apple, do you think it exists? Yeah, yeah. Because like, why would you need that space? You know what I mean? Like, if you're dealing with an SOC, why do you need that? Why don't you just build almost like a like a MacBook Pro chassis that's like five inches thicker and just put like a a honking heatsink design on that boy and just flow through that? I don't know. And have like a and have like a like an M1 Ultra. Do you remember the trash can Mac Pro? Yeah, dude, that it's, thing was cool. D- you looking, could you but... could throw a M1 chip in that bitch, and then it'd be yeah. probably good enough. No, for real, for real. Like you know, like where does that Mac Pro fit in Apple's product line now? Let me say this: the reason I want the Mac Pro to be something is I want expandable slots. PCI Express. I don't care if they want to solder on memory even though it would be kind of nice to have more than 64 gig option on their highest end. But, um, so it'd be cool if I had dim slots, but I would like to see like actual expansion slots 
on. You can't uh, though. You can't though. Well, not with because that, not with how they have it. I don't know if there's a way for them to. It do It would be it. infinitely slower. I, is that the case? That's my understanding of of how SLC architecture works, right? Like that's why everything's it's like basically soldered on die, right? Yeah. It's basically soldered on die, like HBM is. So part of the reason why HBM has so much bandwidth is because it's literally soldered on die, right? So if so, then if you run through dim slots, then you need an IMC, a separate IMC, and then that will create overhead. My understanding of it. And then it just won't be as fast. Like 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 standard RAM just isn't as fast. Right. Like like look at how fast RAM is on your graphics card. There's a reason for that. It's soldered on board, and it's it's fast. It's right, right. there. It doesn't go through a dim slot. It doesn't go through any sort of bus. It doesn't go through you know a separate IMC. It it, it just it's just accessible, almost like DMA. You know. I, I okay. Don't know. Like, like that's my understanding of it. Uh, and I'm kind of okay with unified memory because, shockingly, Apple didn't charge an arm and a leg for 64 gigs. Right. So uh, I don't really have a problem with that. Uh, now, if they were charging Mac Pro prices for RAM, I would have a problem with that. Where they're like, plus $4,800 for 64 gigs or whatever nonsense it was. Yeah. That would be an issue. But the price of the M1s is really compelling. Right. And I, I, I'm almost okay with that because I, I think they gave us sizable sizable memory options. Uh, if, if it was just what the base M1 had of like 8 and 16, then it would be like, this is going to not bode well. Yeah. Uh, but when you can go up to 64 gigs for an extra 800 bucks, I don't think I could buy fast memory, yeah. which is slow in, in Mac terms, 64 gigs for 800 bucks. Right. For, for, of like DDR4. You know, so so I mean, do you uh, think that they could make like a more fast, like a more faster, a, a faster chip than like even the M1 Max for that product, or do you think they would just stick with like the M1 Max as their top? I don't chip? think we're going to see. Um, all right, so like this is M1 pure speculation. Chip. This is pure. This is pure. Pure. Pure speculation. What I think we're going to see is. Uh, updated iMac Pro with M1 Max in it mm -hmm. coming up next. I don't think we'll see a new Mac Pro until M2. Until M2? I mean, I'm going to say that MacBook Air will have M2. MacBook Pro will have M2 Pro in multiple configurations. And then M2 Max will be Desktop Boy. Okay. Interesting. Do you think the M2 Max would end up on the laptops in any way? Probably not. Okay, so I yeah, because I was Max like, where do you go from like there? A because full like, fat, like yeah. three hundred, three fifty, maybe even four hundred watt boy, like 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 I'm talking okay. like because I was thinking where, about like, that, half right? the motherboard is the SRC. <laughs> yeah, because right now with with their naming convention, like you have the M1, the M1 Pro, and the M1 Max, but like if they went and made an even better chip, like what would they have to name it? Like I couldn't I couldn't think of anything that that made sense or. Or I'm wrong, and the other option is they just make the M2 a desktop line. Yeah. Or something along those lines. Or they call it, like, D1. Right. You know, M for oh, mobile. Oh, yeah, D1, D1. like M Mobile yeah. or something, D1. Yeah. yeah. Being, like, their, or like, W. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Could, because, like, you, you have the, 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 the W1 for wireless, so that's out. Yeah. So it would have to be, like, D1 or something like you that. Could you could do that. Know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that'd and then be interesting. The, and, and then have like a D1 Pro and a D1 Max. I think the desktop uh, variant needs more cores and threads. Like, uh, well, obviously, right? Because you no longer have to sit inside that power window. And, yeah. and if you're already a desktop user or a Mac Pro user, you're already looking at drawing 700 watts under load. Right. You know what I mean? 
Uh, so that gives them tons of overhead. Yeah, like tons of room to play with from a, from a from 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 a power standpoint. Uh, where I think they're going to run into constraints is I don't know, like how far they can take that architecture. Yeah, like is it literally just control C, control V cores, or I don't think it's what quite do do? that. Um, yeah. but yeah, I don't know, and like I don't know. I think that my dream for the Mac pro would be if they, uh, I know this is not possible cause you, you already kind of said that that's the case and I, I tend to agree, but if it was, I think it would be cool if it was much in the way as it is now where you have expansion slots, external GPU support. I think that they, if they made a chip that was basically this, like a scaled up, uh, M one max with the exception of they, they ditch, the GPU cores and just like go all ham on CPU cores and then let the external GPU handle the graphics and they could still have their hardware acceleration from ProRes and H.264 and with stuff that. On, full, on board. Here's the problem with that. Mm-hmm. If you ramped up a M1 Max mm. to have 64 cores instead of 32, mm. I think you're already looking at like 3080 performance. Okay, uh, yeah. You mean I mean, with I mean, like, the think of how oh, close so you're the saying like is. if they ramped up the GPU cores even yeah. more, yeah, if they just control C and control yeah, V, but that those die is going like to be 64. huge. That, well, well, that's kind of what I said before, right? Like, how funny would it be to like have a Mac Pro and half the motherboard is the chip? Yeah, you know what I mean. The chip is basically uh, like, but like, but like that's the idea, right? So like, chunk. So like, my idea, my vision for this is like. Take a 16-inch MacBook and stand it up on its side, right? Yeah. Like, 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 pretend this is the MacBook. Okay. Like, stand it up like this, yeah, and then come out like five inches, yeah, and and that's your new Mac Pro, and it's literally uh, D1 processor, and the and and and, and the entire five inches is just a flow-through heatsink that that takes from the cheese grater Mac design, where it's a passive heatsink with chassis fans on the front and chassis fans on the back that just push air through that front right so you now have the same cheese grater design that people like but it's now in basically just a thick boy macbook pro chassis yeah and and and, and it's literally just that like the bottom would just be like a power supply yeah like like apple's nice slim boy power supply like i'm kind of yeah. envisioning like the kind using rack mount servers right uh on the bottom and then that just plugs into the main board yeah. and then literally the entire thing is basically a giant heat sink for the ssc yeah they need I to think have they need to keep the cheese grater front then they will they, they need will. to i it think so good i would probably bet money on that being a reality Oh man, that'd because, be fantastic. Because, because there's no other reason to keep a thick boy chassis and use that same chassis again. Yeah. If you're just having an SOC. What there's would no reason the, for it. Can you think of any scenario where like somebody would want more than that? You'd have to be doing some weird lab shit, I think. <sighs> the, weird I think stuff. the I I okay, so like here's where things get weird. Yeah. Right. How do you how do you fit like a red afterburner in there? You don't for like but like right. that's what right. I think it would be neat. You know what would be great is if they supported like um you know how like eGPUs have like mm-hmm. with Thunderbolt 4 have uh like you know PCI slot in there. Like that'd be cool if you could have external add-in cards like that over Thunderbolt 4. But like I don't know. What do I know? 
I think that'd be kind of cool. Like if you could have accelerator cards that were enabled through Thunderbolt four or something, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. But they they had to be external enclosures. And like Apple tried that with black magic. Like they had those two black magic enclosures and they did not sell well. Like they kind of went on the store for like six months. I think the last one was before they pulled it. Damn. Um, Okay. I didn't know about that. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Like, like they sold specific black magic ones and and they look nice, uh, but people just didn't buy them. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a niche product, I guess, but, uh, yeah, I don't really see that being a reality. Uh, what I see being a reality is like I said, like, 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 like we're talking to chunk boy Mm -hmm. SOC and that's like the, that's like the Apple D one or whatever you want to call it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? It'll be, I'm just really curious because, um, that's like the, the last two products they have to M one with their Apple Silicon. And I want to see it happen. I want to see. I'm really curious. I'm excited. I want to see if the the new iMac has Pro Display XDR technology. I want to see if it it has it will. the Max. It, will. Chip. It, it, it for sure will. Um, like I said, uh, it's kind of like you can almost kind of predict Apple's movements. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like because you come down to it with like ProMotion, shit. right? Like it's their only Pro moniker device right. that's mobile and didn't have ProMotion. So you kind of knew it was yeah. coming sooner or later. Uh, that being said, uh, I don't know, man. Like, I might, I would love to use a Mac as my main computer. And that's why I'm looking so hard at this MacBook Pro, because I want to relegate my Windows-based PC just to being right. a game console. Because, like, just the other day, like, I, I told you I have that issue with FTPM. Right. You know, it's like... Windows is just not a good experience for me. And it's not a good experience for me because I don't know how to use it. It's not a good experience for me because I've tried something better. Right. And I feel like once you get in that mindset of like actually sitting down using Mac OS or using some versions of Linux, uh, you realize that Windows is kind of crap. Yeah, it's kind of funny because like as a power user, like I still like Mac better. You know what I mean? Like you can do a lot on mac os like there's a lot of cool stuff that mm. you can do there's third-party tools that you could use there's like all these capabilities on the machine it's and you can get like everything you need on there like all the big players are making mac versions of everything that there is to make so other than games like that's the one thing like so if i agree like in my case now that this thing performs so well with a max chip i have even less reason to sit at my desktop and I'd rather be on my couch or like, even if I did want to be on the desktop, I'd plug into my HDMI on this. Yeah. And then like you have a keyboard and mouse and be like hooked up to my Mac at my desk and then, uh, only use PC for gaming and, 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 and also to stream my games to my Mac, <laughs> you know? So I, uh, my aperture light died. My, oh no, you still look good. Don't worry, dude. Oh, you still oh, look good. Oh, dude. You oh, look good. Oh. Now you look dramatic, you know? Got that nice, uh, <laughs> You got that hat shadow, shadow dude. It's like, yeah, dude. it's kind of like, I don't know. It looks gotta, good. Gotta drop it on my wireless charger. Yep. I feel you. You got it. What a good product. That what that little aperture boy. I got it right here. Love this it. guy. Yeah, Love you can't it, see it in the camera. Dude, but, uh, it, it was my key light today, and it made a big difference. I think. Yeah, so. it's kind of nice, like to to bust out whenever you kind of need a little bit of a fill, you know. But it's probably not the best key light, but it works. Uh, All right, for someone who doesn't have a key light and I'm using an improper key light as oh, a key yeah. light, uh, 
it, it kind of did its job, you know? Yeah, I, I've tried to use it as kind of like a fill light, and I've tried to use it plugged in, but if you do, it cuts the brightness. So you have oh, really? to, yeah, it cuts the brightness. Like your max brightness is low if it's charging on USB-C at the same time, but it will run indefinitely at that lower brightness. That's pretty but, cool. Uh, yeah, that's the only negative, I guess, with this one is it's like at full bore, it's going to die, you know? Yeah. Um, but like if you're doing something real quick, it's kind of great, but we've been on this podcast for an hour and 43 minutes, according to my thing. And I've kind of wrapped it up, dude. Like I think, you know, it's really been, you know, my summary on the MacBook is it's great. I'm going to try to use it as my main machine and I'm going to try and game on it if I can. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fantastic. And if you can afford it, it's probably, you're going to love it if you buy it regardless. It might not be for everybody, but if you do get it, cause it's for you, you're going to love it. All right. Yeah, dude. Uh, I'm hyped. So we're going to wrap it up. Anyway, that's been Technostatic. Thanks for listening in on the podcast. Thanks for watching us on YouTube because uh, we look pretty crispy on there. And yeah. Uh, yeah, leave a comment down below. Do you, uh, what do you think about the new Intel boys? What do you think about Blizzard? What do you think about the M1 Max? Let us know. And uh, yeah, it's been a podcast. See you guys in the next it one. It has been. Later, boys. Later. <laughs>